Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. Welcome into the Friday edition of the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky, a football-focused Friday edition, and then you will get your baseball recaps like you have uh, a few weekends so far this year anyway, at least the ones that I have not been out for. You'll get that this weekend, though, Ole Miss and Vanderbilt coming up tonight. Vanderbilt's rotation, uh, at least the first two guys, are intact this weekend, but more on that here in a little bit. Like I said, a football-focused Friday edition of the Rebel Report. Again, I'm Michael Borky. Follow me on all the social media channels. Uh, wherever you get them, because then you can see the morning live stream that I'm doing every morning. I really enjoy that. I hope you guys will uh, will tune in to that. Um, it's my favorite thing that I do during the week, for sure. So uh, check that out if you've got the time. And uh, yeah, so let's get started. Um, I'll start with the offensive line coach situation. So the old Miss Spirit put out there a couple days ago, and uh, I was actually... I intended on sending a uh, a message uh, to one of the guys there because they 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 put out a link saying that Ole Miss uh, it, you know keep an eye on this particular person for offensive line coach, but subscribers only could actually see the content item. But the problem is the subhead in the tweet that they linked actually said the guy's name, uh, so I, I meant to send them a message about that. But um, that name was. A the former now former offensive line coach at UNLV, Cameron Norcross is his name. That was the the guy they said to keep an eye on, and uh, also coincidentally, recently just left the staff at UNLV. Uh, I'm reading from Football Scoop. This was yesterday, uh, and it says sources UNLV has an unexpected opening on the offensive staff. Sources tell Football Scoop that UNLV head coach Marcus Arroyo has an unexpected opening on the offensive side of the ball heading into his second summer on the job. Offensive line coach Cameron Norcross will not return to the staff. Football Scoop has learned. Norcross has also served as the team's run game coordinator. Um, you know, they say they're on on the look for a new offensive line coach. Norcross joined uh, the first UNLV staff after four seasons in the SEC at Vanderbilt, where he worked on Derek Mason's staff. Prior to that, he spent four seasons on the Fresno State staff and also has a decade of experience at Nevada, where he helped uh, the Wolfpack to seven straight bowl appearances. Good program there at Nevada from 2005 to 2011. Uh, started out as a graduate assistant there and uh, moved his way up to O-line coach and um, run game coordinator in 2010. So uh, uh, the Ole Miss Spirit's putting that out there, and then this happens. You know, sometimes you can put one and two together, and, you know, maybe maybe it's just a coincidence, but that name popping up yesterday from an Ole Miss media outlet, and then today, at least me seeing today, that he is – no longer at UNLV. You know, connecting dots that may not be there, but that strikes me as he is preparing to be Ole Miss's next offensive line coach. We'll see. I mean, that, that's just, you know, connecting dots. Like I said, that may not be there, but if if the Spirit's reporting it and then he leaves UNLV, 
that would make sense. And so um, to tell you the truth, I don't know much about Cameron Norcross. I don't know about his recruiting chops. Uh, Vanderbilt is uh, a difficult job to say the least. And um, this late in the process, um, I mean, Lane Kiffin has pulled surprises before in hiring a staff. You guys have seen it, um, taking guys from places that would surprise you some. However, like Partridge from Michigan, for example, um, that was a bit of a surprise, hiring staff members from Southern Cal to do basically the same job. That's a a bit of a surprise. But this late in the process, I I didn't think the candidate pool was going to be one filled with names that you already knew. And... At this point, this sounds really cheap and, and even kind of lazy, but at this point, I um, the next assistant that Lane Kiffin hires that, at least at Ole Miss, that doesn't work out or isn't a good one, um, I'd be surprised. But he does a really good job with his staff and on both ends of it. So he's obviously done a very good job of hiring staff, pulling them from high-profile places or or otherwise. And also, um, he's got kind of a short leash with them, which I guess, you know, maybe down the road that uh, that can have a negative effect, maybe. However, I like that about him. I think that's a better way to approach running a program anyway. I mean, that's what Nick Saban does. Nobody is loyal in college sports. If you lose, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters if you're losing. And if you've got somebody on your staff that you think will not help you at maximum potential win, then you you have to move on from that person. Loyalty is part of what got Matt Luke in trouble, at least early. I mean, it was was never going to end well. It was never, ever at any point going to end well. But at the beginning loyalty got it off to a rocky start. If you think somebody's underperforming, you move on from them. If you think uh, somebody has what was described initially as a philosophical difference, as it turns out, there was uh, some some internal strife within the program. Um, the, the head coach is the one who is responsible for literally everything. If it's not working, if, if something is wrong there, you make a change. I like the way he's handled it on both ends. He's been able to hire assistants and do it well. And even if on paper it was a good hire, if it's not working out to his liking, he is not loyal because there's no loyalty in college sports. That sounds kind of cutthroat, right? But there's no room. Let's be honest with ourselves here. There's no room for morality and high-level college sports. The the SEC is not a moral conference. At least it shouldn't be because morality gets you nowhere. And it always cracks me up when people try to pretend like there's any pure intentions in SEC football. There's not. Um, Nobody's loyal to anybody. They're only loyal to wins. And if you're not winning, your head's going to roll. So it's a long-winded way to say I I won't question this just because I didn't know his name until the Ole Miss spirit said it a couple days ago or yesterday, whenever it was. there's also things you can read about him online. It seems especially important to Kiffin to have somebody that philosophically is on his wavelength. 
Um, and so maybe this is that guy. I mean, maybe, uh, see, I, I don't remember if Vanderbilt was good or bad or anywhere in between on the offensive line because it's hard to watch lesser talented players go up against more talented players and really judge how good the position coach is. So I don't know anything about recruiting chops. Um, I don't know. If, if Even if that's a hire, it may not be. I mean, who knows? That's just the name they put out there, and he has left UNLV since that name came out there. So I'm, I'm assuming that this is what it's going to be. Just because it's a name I don't know doesn't mean that I'm going to question it. Truthfully, I think they've earned right now I think Kiffin's kind of earned the benefit of the doubt. Even after just one year, and even after the weird situation with firing an offensive line coach after spring practice, but it sounded like that was a really tumultuous situation. And so he made made a cutthroat decision because it's a cutthroat league, and that's all that you can do. So I don't know his name. I didn't know his name anyway. Don't know anything about him. However, I think that Kiffin has earned the benefit of the doubt. And that's kind of, I know that's that's kind of that's very homerific. <laughs> um, you know, just trust the coach. I, I'm very anti just trust the coaches or anything like that because football coaches can make mistakes too. Uh, but in this case, I do believe that he's earned the benefit of the doubt. So like in one of my group messages yesterday, people when the spirit put that out there. Um, people were like, wait, who? That doesn't sound good. Like at Vanderbilt, that's not good. And my response was just at this point, can you really question him? And that's kind of where I'm at right now. We'll see. We'll see if that ends up being him. Um, but it, it all makes sense uh, for sure. So we'll see. The podcast is brought to you, by the way, by ABS of Mississippi. Advantage Business Systems, family owned and operated since 1976. Uh, they are based in Jackson, in my backyard here in Jackson, but they do service the entire state. So wherever you are in Mississippi, you can use Advantage Business Systems. They are Technology solutions, office technology solutions for the entire state. Like I said, copiers and printers, mail machines, shipping systems, uh, voiceover IP phone systems, communications, document management, cloud services, IT projects, data security, that kind of stuff. The technology stuff that you need in your office, ABS of Mississippi will have you covered. And the best part about ABS, the beauty of what they do is that whenever you are serviced by them, it's a local person talking to you. So when you call ABS, whenever you call them, whenever you need help, it's a live person in your backyard that understands you and your needs and knows where you are. And heck, I've lived in Mississippi for 11 years. This is my 11th year. I have learned by now that everybody in this state, the six degrees of separation becomes two if you have ties to Mississippi. So they probably know who you are somehow when you get on the phone with the representative from ABS. If you want uh, a complimentary office technology assessment or to request an assessment or find out more, call 601-362-9192 or visit absms.com. Tell them that I sent you 601-362-9192 or absms.com. 
So speaking of that group message, it was posted in my group message this morning uh, that uh, apparently uh, Matt Corral is in California with a handful of the Ole Miss wide receivers working out. That they they went to his home in California or, or somewhere in California uh, to work out with some of the receivers. I don't know where my buddy got this information. I mean, he, he could have been making it up. I don't know. Um, I have no idea, but I'm just going to take his word for it. Maybe it's on Instagram or something. But uh, we have actually talked about that on this podcast in the past, that that was something that was talked about before. So uh, this didn't come out of left field. It, it's something that uh, has been discussed elsewhere before. And uh, apparently, according to a friend of mine who uh, is far more into the message boards and stuff than I am. But according to a friend of mine, that's going on uh, right now or or has or just happened or whatever but um i'm not going to try to fool you into telling you that only the old miss quarterback is working out with his wide receivers and special workouts organized by just them because that happens literally everywhere um that is something that they all do i mean of course they do we did that in high school um but this is very nfl to me if this is even actually happening I believe it is. I believe my friend is correct. Um, but anyway, um, that's very NFL. Because, you know, all these guys are working out right now. And a lot of them are working out with their receivers. Some of them stay in town or they go back to their hometowns and they're on their high school field and stuff like that. But the picking up you and your wide receivers and going to California to work out away from town, away from campus, away from everything, kind of, kind of go on like a football workout vacation. That is very NFL. That's what NFL players do. In fact, Jameis Winston is doing that in California right now with Saints receivers. Uh, Tom Brady did that last year, and everybody got mad because of COVID. Um, but Tom Brady did that last year with Tampa receivers. That's, an, that's a very NFL thing to do. And... And again, I, I saw yesterday to more complete and total disrespect of Matt Corral, but it, he strikes me as somebody that gets it. And doing this, whatever it is, is what a professional would do. And now that Elijah Moore is gone you need to establish stronger relationships with not him. And so I was, I'm really impressed by that, actually. I mean, I really am. I think that shows a mentality shift within the program right now. Um, you know, it's not lip service with the whole pro mindset thing. Um, Lane Kiffin's actually trying to instill that in his players. He's trying to turn them into professionals. That's the goal. That's why Nick Saban recruits so well. It's not really just because he wins championships. It's because all of his good players go get paid millions of dollars. Uh, he's teaching these guys how to become professionals. And if this is true, if Matt Crowell did take a bunch of wide receivers to California to do private workouts amongst themselves and have a bonding thing, that's what a pro would do. That's exactly what a pro would do. And despite being top three in basically every meaningful category last year, he's still getting disrespected. I, I, I use that phrase. I mean, it's not disrespected. He's getting looked over. 
It's getting looked over by everybody in college football media. I mean, I saw it yesterday. Pro Football Focus shared their quarterback efficiency rankings, and Matt Corral is the leading returner in quarterback efficiency in college football, and yet he can't, he can't get on any of these lists or anything. And when they do write about him, they write about him incorrectly. I have my hypotheses as to why, but like the Liberty quarterback gets glowing things written about him. Watch them play. He's a great athlete, but watch them play and tell me which one you would rather have playing quarterback and not otherwise. And Willis is, I mean, he's a fine passer. He's a true dual threat. He he can throw the football and, and do it well, but I, I just I think we are very much overlooking what Matt Corral can do and did do. He's just got to prove it. And um, this is just a really good sign. Is really what I'm getting at. It's a good sign of the current mentality of your team leader. Don't forget, it wasn't long ago when he and John Rice Pauly were switching back and forth, and it was kind of a disaster. So, good stuff there. Really good stuff there. Show is brought to you also by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue. The weather is going to be beautiful this weekend. Beautiful this weekend. So, do some grilling and do it outside tomorrow. I mean, today, it's too late now. Probably by the time you hear this, but this weekend, I mean, 79 and sunny on Saturday and 82 and sunny on Sunday. Perfect day. Perfect day to get behind the grill and get that started at LB's again, just across from Kroger and University Avenue. Go see Greg and tell him that I sent you there. All right. There's some talk. Speaking of group messages, I'm basically creating content out of my group message. We were talking the other day uh, about the possibility that McKinley Jackson uh, is going to enter the transfer portal. And, I mean, that's that's been out there for a while. People have talked about that for a while. Um, my general thinking about that is until it happens, it's kind of a waste of time to talk about. We, In fact, we haven't really done it on the radio show. We spend a lot more time covering baseball, uh, really, than than most people in the state do. So maybe there's something to that, but I mean, I'm not going to talk about where a kid ends up until he en- enters the portal. I, I just, I, I don't, I think that's a waste of time, honestly. If the kid is still a- enrolled and working out at Texas A&M, well, why the hell am I going to talk about what he would do to the old Miss defense when he transfers there? He- you got to hit the portal first, but there is talk that it might happen, that he's considering that and Ole Miss would be... Um, high on the list in part because the the George County connection. And now Ole Miss currently has a George County player, and they've got another one committed, and I believe there's some kind of relation, whether it be cousin or, or otherwise, between the group. I'm not entirely sure. That's just what somebody told me, that, that they're related somehow. I don't know. Um, obviously, that would be a big deal if it happens. But, I mean, what are you waiting for? If if you're going to enter the portal, and again, it may happen, but until that does happen, that's all I'm really going to say about it. It would help Ole Miss. They need that desperately. 
but until he goes, it, it's just people talking. I wish I could deliver you better news. Like I, in my group message that I'm talking about, a friend asked me, hey, is McKinley Jackson going to transfer to Ole Miss? I said, well, he's got to hit the portal first. So I, I don't know. I don't think so right now. I don't know. He was really good for the Aggies last year, too. I mean, it would be a big, big deal. Um, he was on the all-freshman team last year for Texas A&M. It would be a huge deal, and it would make sense. But, but I don't know. Wow, breaking news, perfect timing. The NCAA has released the 20 potential regional hosts. I think the process is stupid, but more on that later. And here's what they are. Here are the 20. It is Arizona, Arkansas, Charlotte, which would be in Gastonia. I guess they have a different stadium there available because they can't play in Charlotte's home stadium. It's tiny. Um East Carolina, Florida, Gonzaga, Louisiana Tech, Mississippi State, Notre Dame, Oregon, Pittsburgh, South Carolina, Southern Miss, good for them. That's the right call. Stanford, Tennessee, Texas, Texas Tech, TCU, Vanderbilt, and Ole Miss. So Ole Miss did make the cut in the top 20. It uh, it happened for sure. Now, uh, if they want to host... I think they've got to win three of the next six. They've got to go one and two this weekend and two and one next weekend or any kind of combination, get to 17 wins. And if they get to 17 wins, they are hosting a regional, I believe. They are hosting a regional. Um, but they got to go do it. They have got to go do it. 17 wins is 17 wins. I don't care about the series loss streak. Um, they, I mean, I don't think they deserve to host, but when you, if they're going to do it based on metrics, if Ole Miss wins the next three, you can't leave a 17 win SEC team out with a top, what would it be, top 13, top 11 RPI, whatever it'll be. You can't leave them out. Absolutely no shot you can leave them out. So we'll see tonight. Uh, you'll get a recap uh, coming up here soon. Going into this, I am, I'm kind of anti moving Doug Nikhazy to tonight. Uh, I think your better chance at winning is having him face Lighter. Lighter struggled lately. He also missed a start. Um, but I'm not going to be critical. Even if Ole Miss loses tonight, I understand the rationale by doing this. I don't think this is a Mike Bianco screw-up thing like some people do. I think it's just a, a decision that can be adequately explained on either side, and that's it. That's just me. Um, so I won't be highly critical tonight if they do lose. However, for the record... I, uh, I think that they should um, pitch him tomorrow instead of tonight. It's your better chance at getting a game and then see what happens on Sunday. That's just me. Um, either way. All right, big uh, big series coming up this weekend. So long-winded way to say on the offensive line coach, uh, I'm going to trust Kiffin on this one. I don't recognize the name, but that doesn't always mean the end of the world. If they have a ph similar philosophies, uh, then that matters more than where you're hiring him from. Um, Matt Corral apparently taking receivers to California. Um, that's a cool thing. It's a pro move. I don't know. I don't know anything about McKinley Jackson. I don't know. Until he hits the portal, I think it's not worth talking about. And Ole Miss did make the cut in the top 20. So you all have a great weekend. I will see you here shortly for your baseball recap. And y'all have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you again here pretty soon.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.